The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new Toyota truck. Like a rugged half-ton Tundra, workhorse by nature, powerhouse by design. The Tundra combines raw capability with premium comfort and advanced tech to fuel your wildest adventures. And with the available iForce Max hybrid powertrain, you can take electrifying horsepower farther than ever before. Or check out the fully redesigned Tacoma, delivering trail-dominating power in captivating style. The new Tacoma was born to make your off-roading dreams come true. And with new available tech, this legendary truck is getting even better. And when you buy a Toyota truck, you buy Toyota dependability, meaning your truck will hold its value long into the future. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places. Right now. I mean, I when we went over our fade teams, I ended up putting the Chargers first. And uh, I didn't think I would be looking that good after one game. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, there's no reason moving forward to back this team. Like They, they are clearly already... In Hawaii, Jamaica, wherever they want to go in the offseason, they're already there mentally. I mean, this was against the Raiders. The Raiders. And, I, yeah, I think it's only going to continue. We're not going to see Herbert the rest of the year. Why, why would you push Keenan Allen to return at this point? It's going to be a whole lot of this, I would think. Maybe not 63-21, to 21, but uh, probably not covering the point spread, no matter what number they end up throwing up. <laughs> Yeah, I went to bed at halftime, and I woke up and saw that final and was like, wow, we almost had another 70-point game, and it was from the Raiders who did nothing just a few days prior. I I was on the Raiders. I said Devontae Adams would have a a big game, but if you would have told me this would have happened, I probably would have laughed, and I am like, wow. But it just seemed obvious. Like, one coach – we know was going to be fired. The other is trying to get a head coaching permanent job. And I loved everything Antonio Pierce did yesterday. And when he said, you know, at halftime that he was like, lay it on, pour it on, hit the gas pedal. I just loved it. I mean, and then the post-game speech too, that was great. Getting everyone fired up. Raiders. I mean, I love this guy. I hope he gets it. I mean, that's a divisional matchup, right? And Right. They're up five, six touchdowns, and they're doing trick plays. Just knowing how the Raiders roll, maybe that got them the job. 
I, mm-hmm. Davis was having fun last night. They they kept going to him because there's nothing worth watching on the field. They kept going up, up to the owner's box. I was like, he might he might actually get this job, as ridiculous as this sounds. I mean, it was a primetime spot. Uh, you embarrassed a, a divisional uh, I don't know. They're they're quite a rival, but uh, they're a team that <laughs> that you focus a lot on, and uh, people love them until now. Mm-hmm. Until this year, a lot of people have loved the Chargers. It's like, when is it going to happen? It's going to happen. When's it going to happen? And oh uh, man, did they uh, they expose them last night? That was it. It was entertaining for that. We knew it was going to be a bad game, but again, mm-hmm. man, primetime unders <laughs> could it be more dead? <laughs> <laughs> yeah right <Once> again <laughs> crushes in the first half just like last thursday like i was looking back like uh, okay so both monday night games went over last thursday it went over in the first half in week 13 all th- if you count the thanksgiving island games all three of those went over um the sunday night and monday night games went over like we're on a big prime time overrun oh never saw regression to the mean coming that's what happens guys <laughs> every single year Mm-hmm. how it works you gotta have regression for sure and also i was thinking about it not just staley but now maybe you think kellen moore now the cowboys might have been right maybe he was making that offense look good because kellen moore everyone's gotta go there like just bad decisions all the way around mm-hmm. right yeah yeah you do but i mean the problem is like who are you going to replace him with with a few weeks left like you're you're kind of stuck with what you have. For oh, the most I'm talking part. about and... for next year, big picture. Just oh. Helen Moore is not just this offense. Oh, everybody's mind. Gone. Like yeah. yeah, yeah, everybody's gone. Everybody's gone. By the way, real quickly, uh, books cleaned up when it came to props, right? Because yeah. everybody was on Austin Eckler, and he did nothing in this ball game. And uh, there were a couple of props where things came close. But uh, Austin Eckler, over four and a half receptions, 99% of the bets were on the over. He finished with four. So he missed it by one catch. Austin Eckler, over 29 and a half receiving yards at minus 120. He finished with 29 receiving yards. Missed that by a single yard. And so in terms of the prop market, uh, boy, that was a sweat all the way to the end. Uh, But then when they were putting in the reserves, uh, tough break for a lot of betters in the props market. But uh, yes, mm-hmm. tough break for anything Chargers related. And so now uh, the Raiders can enjoy this one for however long they want. And we'll see if Antonio Pierce gets the job. Feels like he's done about as much as he can uh, as far as auditioning. But whatever the Raiders are looking for, quarterback development, all that stuff, we'll see if that's uh, the direction that they go. So how about we move on now to Saturday football? We've got three games here, and we talked about them yesterday on the show, but we do have some injury updates that might require us to update what kind of bets we'd like to make. So when it comes to the Vikings and the Bengals, uh, Bengals are three-point favorites here with a total of 40-and-a-half. Justin Jefferson says he will play, but Alex Madison, the running back, he is out. And then right tackle Brian O'Neill for Minnesota He is out as well. So given those two injuries, Joe, are you starting to think that maybe the Bengals would be the right side here? Yeah, and the Bengals are healthy. Like That's the key. Mm -hmm. We're we're in week 15, and there are only a few teams where you can say this is the case. But uh, outside of, obviously, the Burrow injury, uh, they're pretty healthy. So that's the way that I think a lot of people are leaning. I'd go that way if I had to pick pick a side, but I'd prefer to – play the total even though we've got a pair of backup quarterbacks 
Um, this is the lowest total of the day, one of the lower totals of the week at 40 and a half. And we have those explosive playmakers on the outside. Now, I don't know what we're going to get in Mullins, but I think we have a, a better grasp of what we're going to get out of Browning. And I think there's trust there, which is the reason I would lean Cincinnati. But if I had to pick something, I would play the total and I would play the over. And uh, I, I expect to see scoring. I mean, it's it's pretty wild. I don't care who the signal callers are when you Arguably, two top five receivers in this game, one on each side, and we're going to play the the under in this game. No, not not for me. I I think we could see scoring in this one to start things off on the day. Not my favorite play of the day, but that's how I would attack it. I like the Bengals minus three. I liked it yesterday. I'm not going to change my opinion. I think Jack Jake Browning has been competitive, and on the other side, things just seem to be falling apart for the Vikings. They won by scoring what three points. I just don't have a lot of confidence in what Minnesota is doing, even if you do have Justin Jefferson back. I do think, though, with the uh, right tackle injury, that this could be a good day for, say, Trey Hendrickson. If you want to take uh, him to get a sack, something like that, I think that's probably a really good look here. Uh, probably the one pass rusher right now I'm pretty comfortable with. Problem, though, with this Bengals defense is, yes, the front end, there are times that you can really, really like him. But the secondary, as I mentioned yesterday, they're giving up a ton of explosive plays. And I will be curious to see how the Vikings utilize Justin Jefferson. Because of that injury, I will be curious if, say, they only use him for, say, routes outside the numbers around the boundaries those kinds of things that way he's not going to get absolutely leveled by a defender uh, unlike say something over the middle where yes he makes the catch and then somebody absolutely pops him so in that respect maybe Jefferson gets fewer targets and maybe fewer catches but I expel I still expect them to be bombs I still expect them to have a significant impact in this ball game and so for that reason I'm still going to back the Vikings here but Maybe this is going to be a game where if you're looking for props, don't expect Jefferson to go nuts necessarily. Maybe somebody mm-hmm. else, uh, you know, who will have those shorter outlet passes uh, thrown to them. Maybe those are going to be the guys uh, sort of going forward. Hawkinson, right? It's Bengals Maybe. against tight ends, and it's Hawkinson. You could trust, I believe, Mullins for that. You should be able yes. to. Yeah, at the very minimum, I think that's going to be a safe play. Uh, as mm-hmm. far as other injuries, uh, why don't I get to Steelers and Colts here? Uh, Colts will still be without Jonathan Taylor, still be without their right tackle, Braden Smith. Uh, but on the Steelers side, we've got Watt and Highsmith good to go after clearing concussion protocol. And you talk about the heart and soul of this Steelers defense. Well, it is there and it is alive and well. Yep, yep. And, and that's where I'm siding. It's still no Kenny Pickett. We know that, but... That was impactful, and we saw the market adjust to that. This number went from two and a half down to one and a half, and I still like Pittsburgh. I don't mind Pittsburgh money line. This I, I know it's tough, but it feels like a buy low spot. You've got the backup quarterback losing in prime time, um, but there's an extra week to prepare. You trust in Tomlin off two bad home losses. They're going to go on the road as a dog, and that's when I want to back them. Uh, so I. I'm fine with uh, backing the Steelers. This is of the uh, of the three games. This is my favorite side or total of the day. You know, the Jonathan Taylor side, like, yeah, yeah, he's been productive at times. But we've also seen Zach Moss step in and be just fine. But but overall, I mean, Trubisky versus Minshew, I don't think there's – I mean, yeah, you give the slight edge to, to Minshew. That's fine. But uh, I, I trust the Steelers' defense against Minshew more. Yeah, I like the Colts. I'm going against you on this one. This one feels easy to me. I think they win by more than two points. Gardner Minshew versus Mitch Trubisky. Give me Minshew all day, even with 
TJ Watt. I just think the Colts have been more consistent. More seems to be going right for them. I get it. I'm going against Tomlin and the Steelers being underdogs here. It's a little scary, but I'll be on the Colts side. Yeah, I think adding uh, Smith and Watt, that really does change things a lot here. And this is also a secondary that I think can contain a, a Colts receiving core that maybe I don't have a whole lot of trust in at this point. So regardless of whatever you think of Minshew, and certainly he's done some great things this year, I got to believe that this ultimately regresses for him. And at some point, the Steelers cannot continue to play this bad of football. I think they can regroup in a game like this. Maybe the under probably feels uh, pretty safe to me just because I think if they are going to try and run the ball a little bit more with, say, Moss, and maybe even Minshew in some key spots, probably fewer drives, fewer possessions. That's probably another play to consider. And then real quickly, uh, Broncos and Lions. Uh, no real updates as far as uh, injuries are concerned here, but definitely worth bringing up the fact that the Broncos are now plus four and a half underdogs with a total of 47 and a half for BetMGM. And Joe, this was something I said yesterday. I wanted this line to move so that maybe I could back the Lions and, uh, well, actually rather back the Broncos because I have this modeled as Lions minus 3.4. So the line did move in the direction I wanted it to go in. So now I think it's okay to back Denver. What say you? That's a few different times this week where the number has come down closer to a field goal, not to three and a half, but it, it drops down and people come in on the Lions. It feels like that's been the buy point at four. Like we saw it earlier in the week, it bounced to five. Then yesterday got off the four, up to four and a half. Now we're at four. Is there going to be lot more Lions money coming in? I don't have a play on this game. It does feel like a get right spot for the Detroit Lions controlled environment. We've seen that in the past. And also a big loss at probably not being uh, talked about Benito, the uh, Broncos edge. He leads the team with seven sacks, second most quarterback hits. He's out for this matchup. So he's been, a, am sure, a big part of uh, the turnovers on that side. And uh, mm-hmm. the, the Lions, they, they did all right running the ball against the tough Bears defense. I think they're going to do better this week. I expect them to run right at the Broncos. Gosh, see, this is a dog that I like. I think the Broncos have been playing very well. And the Lions have not for a while now. And the turnovers do concern me. Cortland Sutton Sutton has been playing out of his mind. So I'll stick with it. Give me the Broncos on the side. I I know a lot of people on Denver that I respect. Mm -hmm. This is one of these, a lot of games where it's just split opinions uh, in these matches this weekend. For sure, for sure. I will also be back in the Broncos here, and I gotcha. This is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. We begin our look at Sunday's Week 15 slate, starting with the NFC South and some wild card implications. That's right here on the BetQL Network. We'll be right back with BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network. With the free Odyssey app. It's second down and six from the 11-yard line. Good snap. Mayfield looking. Throws a ball left. To the, there's a caught ball. Caught ball. Touchdown. Kate Tampa Otten. Bay. Cade Otten makes it over the shoulder catch. And the Bucks retake the lead. This is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM from BetQL. 
Welcome back to Make You All Daily, presented by BetMGM. Eddie Gross, Joe Ostrowski, and Aaron Hawksworth here with you. And that was from Tampa Bay Bucks Radio. And a uh, nice shout-out to, I suppose, Aaron for a Cade Otten touchdown call. Uh, not only uh, did Aaron get to hear that Kate Otten touchdown call, but uh, apparently she's having a wonderful weekend uh, coming up. We are very excited for all the fun <laughs> festivities that you will be engaged in this weekend. Uh, Joe seemed particularly happy for you as well. I'm very interested. Oh, wow. I'm interested. Ovechkin season. What? <laughs> <laughs> no. Is that it? No. Anyways. That sounds like it, it would be a good time. Oh, man. Yeah. <laughs> I can't name another capital, so don't don't push me out. <laughs> so I, I I'd have to pull up the roster here. What do we got? Oh, Everybody? Yeah, right. Oh, man. <laughs> You're on your own here. Uh, putting a bow on uh, on her Saturday slate here. Uh, when it comes to the most bet on teams uh, per bet MGM, uh, people like the Bengals at minus three. Uh, they feel like Minnesota. Nope, get rid of them. We all believe in Jake Browning, so there's that. Uh, Lions at minus four and a half, second most bet on, and then third most bet on the New England Patriots. We will talk about the Patriots Chiefs game ah, a little geez. later on in the festivities. But yeah, I'm out on yeah I know. Like <laughs> just buying into the the dysfunction, apparently. Like everybody's yelling at each other, so they must be bad. The Patriots must be able to cover eight and a half. We will definitely mm-hmm. get to that a little later on in the show. But in the meantime, let's get to our games for this segment that begin with. The Bucks and the Packers, Green Bay three and a half point favorites with a total of 41 and a half. Joe, what do you like here? Now it's up to 42. Is, what do you like here? Yeah, this one's tough um, before we get to the final injury report because there might be four defensive starters out for the Bucks. They were not practicing yesterday. One of them uh, includes Vea. And then get part of my handicap on Monday fading the Packers was all the injuries that have been piling up. And we don't have much clarity on that. And there's been an addition, not that he's done much this year, but then we find out yesterday that, oh, yeah, A.J. Dillon now is a broken thumb. So maybe Aaron Jones will be pushed into action quicker. We, I'd like to know about Watson. I'd like to know about uh, Reed. What about on the defensive side? Jair Alexander, Quay Walker, Darnell Savage. Like, these are a lot of impactful players. And, and we just don't know uh, what we're going here where we're going now. I don't have anything circled at the moment, but if, if, if pushed to make a selection, I would certainly look to the green Bay side after that loss on Monday, uh, going back at home, the potential that you're going to be missing nearly half of the bucks uh, defense and also Godwin not practicing yesterday. So what's his status going to be? Is it just going to be Mike Evans and a bunch of no name dudes and and Kate Otten? We won't forget about him. Uh, or what, but, but yeah, it it certainly seems like it it should be a spot where, where the Packers bounce back and they have played well at home. Yeah. That's what I think too. This is a Packers bounce back spot. They didn't look like the team that was cruising last week in New York. So that's disappointing, but I think they will find a way to bounce back, especially at home. And these, this is a tricky one. I don't feel as confident about this because both these teams are fighting for a playoff spot. Maybe I uh, bet a Kate Otten anytime touchdown, but stick with my instincts. (laughs) I don't know. Does anyone even what look at my guy, Kate Otten? <laughs> yeah. It's the instinct that told you the Raider bet the Raiders last night. That is Boom. Four to one. Four to one. There you I, go. 
I was like, should I say something in the chat about that? Like, there's no way I could jinx the Raiders pick when when they go up. Like, it's 21 nothing when you turn on the TV. But it it, mm-hmm. it did get to a point where like, I even Aaron, you could have said anything. I think, right? I know. There's no way that was the, the other way. were up when I did the alt spread and people are DMing me great pick. And then, yeah, that didn't work out well. So I wasn't going to say anything last night. I was like, yeah. I'm going to go to bed at halftime and wake up and hope for the best. <laughs> so, so that you can have the energy for this weekend for something oh. that will be tons of fun. That is hockey related. So there is that oh, like, we got to pace ourselves here. We're, we're not spring chickens anymore. But yes, 42 nothing I think is a mush proof. <laughs> what score is mush proof in a situation like this? Cuz I feel like 42 nothing at halftime it's pretty mush proof. Yeah. <laughs> I think so. Like what's the win probability so. model where it goes past like the mush, you know, threshold, that big horizontal line. You know what I'm talking about? But plus you're looking at um what was his name, the Chargers quarterback last night? Who was that guy? Like he's going to score stick. 50 points. He's going to score 50 points in, in a half. Yeah. Like, yeah, I don't the think that's going to happen. But I, but I, <laughs> I also would have not, <laughs> I would have never guessed that Aiden O'Connell's offense would be doing that last night. Right. Yeah. Right. So yeah. There's, there's that part of it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but as far as this game goes, uh, I'm backing the Packers here. I'm comfortable doing so. I will say, though, that these defenses do need to be careful when, say, blitzing. Uh, when you look at the Bucks EPA per drop back when sending five-plus pass rushers, it's 28th in the NFL, and the Packers are 29th. So I would not be surprised, especially with two athletic quarterbacks, if they kind of play everybody back, which could mean short passes uh, for both offenses. Now, I think in terms of the Packers, they pretty much have to do that. If Christian Watson is not out there, then that pretty much takes away your deep threats. And so whatever, you're going to keep it short. Probably throw to the tight ends. Uh, wouldn't be surprised if we see a lot of tight end action uh, on Green Bay side. And then as far as Tampa Bay is concerned, Mike Evans is still a superstar. I think he can run a variety of routes effectively. So I'd still expect him to have a good game. But ultimately, I just land on a warm weather team going up to a cold climate. And the Packers can have an outstanding bounce back, bounce back spot here. And that's pretty much it. There's not much more to it than that. But I do think yeah. because both defenses have to be extra careful not blitzing, this is probably something where either the tight ends on one side, Mike Evans on the other, those might be the props I might look at, guys. Okay. Good to me. Cool. All right. How about the Falcons and the Panthers? This one's really exciting, eh? Atlanta, three-point favorites. Total, 34. Carolina, maybe the only team that's tanking, even though it doesn't matter because of the draft pick thing. What do we do with this one, Joe? So we've got a 1-12 in team in the Carolina Panthers. And of those 12 losses, none of them have been by less than a field goal. They've kept some games close, like the one against Bajan and the Bears. That was one of those field goal games. I think it's happened a few times this year. Um, do the Atlanta Falcons have a quarterback advantage? That's my question. <laughs> Can we say that? Like, is that how bad Bryce Young is playing right now? How about does it matter? I don't know. I don't know if it matters. Um, so when they played in week one, Arthur Smith mm-hmm. clearly didn't trust Ritter at, at all at that point. They ran so much more than they passed it. I mean, he was efficient, but the numbers were weren't were all that like great because he didn't have many opportunities. Yeah, yeah, yeah it, it wasn't a ton. But it, so when Ritter faces a, let's say, top 10 defense, he has no chance. 
Like, he's going to look like one of the worst quarterbacks in the NFL. We're all going to have conversations about whether or not they should bench him again, right? That's just what's happened this year, whether it was a Jets game or New Orleans game, whatever. You face one of those good defenses, he has no chance. That's not the case in this game. And Atlanta won by two touchdowns in that game, in that first game of the year, which, you know, it was so long ago. I don't know how much you want to put into it. But the Panthers outgained them. Atlanta won by two touchdowns. The Panthers won the turnover margin three nothing, and Atlanta won by two touchdowns. Mm-hmm. I don't know what's holding me back, but and I was happy to hear that you did not mention the Falcons this is one of the most popular public bets so far this week. I feel like we should just take the Falcons minus three. Yeah, that's pretty much where I'm at because the Panthers have just been so bad. I hate the Falcons, but at least they are trying to play for a playoff spot still. What are the Panthers doing? And Desmond Ritter actually looked okay, I thought, against the Buffs. So, I don't know, maybe I'll look at props, probably be on the Falcons. I just, I'm not sure. Like, if you, it's kind of like last night, like, if you don't beat and crush this Panthers team, like, what yeah. are you even doing? Who are you? And that was kind of what I thought about the Raiders last night against the Chargers. And maybe I just don't need to overthink it here against the Panthers. We're, we're just going to circle back to this, aren't we? Yeah. All spread. All I mean, yeah, right. And Drake, Drake London's playing well, man. He's having these just yeah. monster games. We should look at his props. He did nothing in the first matchup, and like that's something else that's going to change. I know mm-hmm. it's it seems super chalky. I'm sure it will be popular, but I'll probably go Atlanta. It's not one of my top five. I didn't give it out in our five contests yesterday, but I seriously, if you're going to take Carolina in a game, why would you ever take them plus three? <laughs> right. Yeah, at, that, at this point, no, it's ridiculous. It, I, one more argument for you, Joe, uh, to back yeah. the Falcons. I, and I think this can be the most compelling thing because you look at Desmond Ritter, it's uneasy. You have to hold your nose backing him. I totally mm-hmm. understand that. But if you look at this from a defensive perspective, this one is lopsided. If you believe that both offenses are just going to run the football a lot and they're going to keep this out of quarterback's arm, so to speak, then – it's another reason to back Atlanta here because Carolina cannot stop the run. Atlanta can stop the run. Carolina averages allowing three and a half yards after contact per carry. They are terrible tacklers. Part of that's injuries. Part of that's having all those backups in, but they cannot tackle to save their lives. Meanwhile, the Falcons, they are more in the middle of the pack when it comes to yards after contact per carry, but they stuff runs at a 23% clip. That's the second highest rate in football behind the Browns. I get the Panthers can generate a pass rush and generate pressure, but Atlanta can at times as well. But as far as stopping the run, containing the run, Atlanta is way better in that department. So I'm comfortable backing the Falcons here. All right. Good. We've got some, uh, some agreement on this one. It's just tough. It's really challenging to just go with Carolina like what are you just they're scoring 12 points per game over their last seven the the -hmm. the changes with the coaches that that hasn't helped anything there's they just don't have the talent on that team I agree for sure how about we look at the Giants and the Saints uh, shall we as we wrap up the NFC South the Saints are six point favorites against Tommy DeVito and Fedora agent and company Yes, they are. The total is 39. This number is shot up uh, from 36 earlier up to 39 here. So, Joe, are you willing to back Tommy DeVito and company to cover this number? Or 
you feel like the Saints can bounce back and hammer the guys? See, if this uh, if it happens again where the plant of an agent shows up, nobody's going to know it happened because who the hell would watch this game? I mean, unless you've got money, why would you be watching Giants-Saints uh, in this matchup? Uh, now, look, I, I definitely think that the Giants are going to be a fade here in, in the final month, but is this the spot? Oh, they've won three games with Tommy DeVito. He, he stole Tyrod's job. You know, after stealing Tyrod's job, then he went out and won the game. You know, I thought that was pretty – it was no, certainly noteworthy, and that's been their most impressive win of the season uh, coming off Monday against Green Bay, and now you have a short week. The other part. Let Tend Dental make your dream smile a reality. We offer a variety of top-rated treatments, including Invisalign aligners. And for a limited time, Tend is offering $750 off orthodontic treatments. Offer valid through January 31st, so don't wait. Visit hellotend.com slash sale. That's hellotend.com slash sale. And book your free consult today. Selling a little... Or a lot. Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is here to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell everywhere. From their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify has got you covered. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 15% better on average compared to other other leading commerce platforms and sell more with less effort thanks to Shopify Magic, your AI-powered all-star. Shopify powers 10% of all e-commerce in the U.S. and Shopify is the global force behind Allbirds, Rothy's, and Brooklinen, and millions of other entrepreneurs of every size across 175 countries. Plus, Shopify's award-winning 24/7 help is there to support your success every step of the way. Because businesses that grow grow with Shopify. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash odyssey podcast all lowercase go to shopify.com slash odyssey podcast now to grow your business no matter what stage you're in shopify.com slash odyssey podcast old man winter here if i had it my way it would stay winter all year long short days wind chill black ice and a good polar vortex oh heaven wait is it getting warm in here your cold snap is over old man winter spring has arrived Spring Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. It, as there, there's just, I'm sure, in New York, this DeVito mania, maybe like we saw Jeremy Lin many years ago. We probably all know that it's short-lived. So when is the spot that you're going to go against the Giants? Um, look. That defense, there was a time, DVOA-wise, there were a lot of uh, smart people that look at dive into the numbers that felt that the Giants were the worst team in football. 
That is certainly no longer the case. I know they're playing bad teams, but they're still playing well. Those These last three games are only giving up 16 points per game. It's not a terrible offense in Green Bay. Like, yeah, I could say that about New England, but, you know, Washington still puts up points. They're, they're a bad team, but the defense is awful. Uh, the offense is just fine. So, look, I was expecting going in that I would be fading the Giants moving forward after they got to that three-game win streak and the big – uh, win on Monday night and all the noise that's going on with that team. Saints should not be laying six. That's just where I'm at. 28 to six win for them over the weekend. They had 207 yards. Uh, that, that came, there was a 24 yard touchdown drive. There was a special teams touchdown. That was much of the reason that the score was as lopsided as it was against Carolina. Six is too many. I'll, I got, I'll take the dog. I'll take DeVito one more time. Hmm. Man, this is a tough one. I, the Saint, the Derek Carr stuff, like he's just calling everyone out. He's a baby. I just have a a hard time wanting to back them. Though I was, I probably want to stay away because I keep flip flopping on a side here. So maybe I should just stay away from that. What about Saquon? Can he continue this? Can he have another big game? Is that kind of the recipe here with Tommy Cutlets? Is you just get Saquon (laughs) the ball and let him go? (laughs) <laughs> I'm not expecting him to have a big game, but one prop that I did write down is Saquon Barkley over 16 and a half rushing yards is his longest run. And even mm. though I am backing the Saints on the side here, I do think for at least a couple of carries, he should be able to break free, get into the secondary. And I do think that we will see a couple of big runs from him. That's probably the only play where I would back Barkley, guys. Under 67 and a half is his prop. Total slow. Right? It's going to be a low-scoring game, (sighs) you'd think. Olave not practicing again, so keep an eye on that if you're considering New Orleans. For sure. This is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Coming up next, the AFC wildcard picture. Browns hosting the Bears, and the Texans try to win without C.J. Stroud. That's right here on the BetQL Network. We'll be right back with BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network. This is BetQL Daily, presented by BetMGM from BetQL. Welcome back to Becky Wall Daily, presented by BetMGM. Eddie Gross, Joe Ostrowski, and Aaron Hawksworth here with you. Coming up in our next segment, we will have John Daigle sharing his favorite prop plays for Week 15. But for now, let's get back to the games, and let's start with the Bears and the Browns. Cleveland, three-point favorites at home with a total of 38-and-a-half. Joe, what do you like here? I'm kind of surprised that we're still sitting at three. I know it's a number that it's really tough to get off of, that you need some truly impactful news if it's going to bump either way. But just based off the info that we do have, I am a little surprised. Now, on the Bears side, DJ Moore has been – he was limited yesterday. So, I mean, that's potentially a big one, especially if you look at the game that he had uh, over the weekend against the Lions. And he bothered – he got hobbled with his ankle during the game, but he returned in the game. So I, I think he's going to be fine in this matchup. The Bears are playing well, playing the best ball of the year. 
Uh, last five games, they have not uh, failed to cover here. I say that because they're 4-0-1. There was that push against the Carolina Panthers. I believe that was a, a Thursday night game. They were an over team to start the season, and now the defense is playing so strong that they've become a big under team. Uh, total 38 and a half, you mentioned that. Uh, look, my initial reaction on this uh, spread with the with this matchup of the teams and the way the Browns have been playing was, well, I'm going to take Cleveland as a short favorite at home where their defense plays so much better. I mean, it is night and day. But this injury report has happened. It's been all bad news for Cleveland. Like You look at the offensive line that's going to be protecting Flacco. Who's left? The right tackle is out for the season. They got confirmation that the left tackle's out for the year. Their center has not been practicing this week. On the defensive side, it looks like they're going to be missing both of their starting safeties. Uh, this is this could be a problem. And, and the Bears' defense is actually getting pressure on quarterbacks now ever since uh, they added sweat. So against a, uh, a, a an offensive line that's going to be built with backups, if I'm playing this game, I, I would only consider Bears. I With all of the injuries on both sides of the ball for Cleveland, it's going to be too much. And, you know, the running backs are beat up too, and Cleveland wants to run the ball, and the Bears have a pretty solid uh, run defense. So a lot of this is going to be on Flacco. Can he do it again? And I think he can, but this just seems like a lot to overcome. Like earlier mm-hmm. in the week, I really liked the Browns' side and – what Flacco's doing, but now, you know, the more we talk about it and you've been like spot on about the bears lately. Now I'm thinking, cause like now that it, there's two and a half, I'm like, gosh, should I just pet the Browns? But I might stay away. What do you think about DJ Moore props? It seems like he is really um, flourishing with Justin Fields right now. Would you look at that? Yeah, I mean, the concern is he's he's not 100% healthy and it's a matchup against a tough team. So, I, you know, with all that said, I'm sure they're not posted yet, are they? Because he's no. I'm not sure if he's playing. I, yeah, I was looking right. at books individually. I can't find them. Yeah, the, until we get uh, some clarity on, on his status, we're probably not going to see much there. Hmm. I don't – I. Brown's defense at home, I'm probably not going to be looking at at Bears offensive props. I would just play as a, probably a side. And I wonder too, like, okay, you know, with more probably getting discounted because of that matchup, if that does get posted, yes, it would be a mm-hmm. discounted number. And so maybe there's a little bit of value there, perhaps. Maybe. But I also think yeah. if the Bears if they're if they're going to win this game, like it's not going to be because DJ Moore is leading the team in team air yard share. It's going to be more through diversifying the portfolio, so to speak, sort of throwing to other guys and uh, keeping these uh, inexperienced safeties guessing. To me, that's probably how the Bears would do this. But to go back to your previous question, Joe, about Joe Flacco and can he do it again? I'm having a hard time saying no. I'm getting impressed with okay. Him. More and yeah. more by, you know, every time I'm looking at his film, every time I'm looking at key highlights, it, it's hard not to like what this guy is doing specifically in this Kevin Stefanski offense. And he's doing it with play action passing and throwing to the intermediate part of the field. You look at the last two weeks off play action, 295 passing yards and four touchdowns. That's more than any other quarterback in the NFL. And then you look at intermediate passes, 10 to 19 air yards. That's 196 total passing yards, and that is also number one in the NFL. 
So in terms of the key things that you want an offense to be able to do, move the sticks, use play action, keep linebackers guessing, the Browns are doing a really, really good job of that. And I don't know why that would slow down in a game like this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And why, why does it work? I mean, it makes perfect sense, right? Because they're a mm-hmm. run heavy team. That's what the, and the right. opponents have probably expected them to stick with that. So mm-hmm. yeah, it's worked. I, I will add though, that uh, the Bears secondary is playing well, like Jalen Johnson's making money week by week by week. Sure. So I, I don't know that he's going to be returning. Um, so w- once they fought that group finally got healthy, they've, they've been looking good. Uh, it is, it's going so far here. Like people are actually having real conversations, even though they're the 13 seed, they're one back in the loss column from that seven seed. People are having like, wait, <laughs> can they, is the, it's not dead, right? It's so strange. Like going into last night, they have the fifth pick in the draft because of their record, but also the NFC is so soft. That if they go on some crazy run, they could, you know, leapfrog a bunch of teams. They're fourteen to one. They're not making the playoffs. Uh, I'm not saying that at all, but it's just <laughs> we have to have the stupid in the hunt conversation. Let me ask you this: There's a prop that I'm looking at. So every time the Bears have one, Justin Fields has gone over this one eighty six and a half passing. I feel like if they're going to cover this or win outright, he's got to go over that, right? He's gone over it six times. I get it. The Browns defense, but doesn't that also seem so low? Yes. um, But wouldn't you just take the bears plus three instead? You're right. It certainly correlates. Yeah. If they win, he's going, he's going over that number. Oh, Unless it's one of the crazy rushing games, which is always a possibility. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, think, I'm thinking about them against running quarterbacks. There was that shootout against Baltimore, 33-31. Uh, what other mobile quarterbacks? Pass and then plus rush. They got, they got whooped good. by the Ravens. Mm-hmm. Yeah, could be. 245? Uh, I mean, doable. DJ Moore's status is going to matter a lot. If Moore is, is like not at all 100% or not at all out there for whatever reason, then aren't they just going to run the ball a little bit more? Which I think then you definitely, I think, have to back the Browns minus three here because I, I don't trust the Bears' mm-hmm. offense just to be able to run and win a game that way. I, I don't think that's mm-hmm. really the, the hand that they can play. Uh, by the way, uh, looking at Sumer Sports, Sumer Sports uh, playoff probabilities, the Bears mm-hmm. to make the playoffs is 5.4%. A lot That's of right. things That's have to break right. their way. Yeah, a lot of things have to break their way in addition to winning a ton of games. Like, they need a ton of help for that to happen. So, I mm-hmm. guess it's still fun to talk about. And they are in the in the hunt graphic, but still. Yeah. Not happening. That, that's a no for me, dog. Uh, how about the Texans and the <laughs> Titans? Tennessee, uh, three-point favorites against Houston here. Total of 37. <laughs> and uh, C.J. Stroud looks to be in concussion protocol still. In all likelihood, he's not going to get cleared, which means it's the Davis Mills show. And so are you going to watch the Davis Mills show? Uh, I don't know. It could be one of these funky games where there's uh, it shocks us and, it, and it's a close matchup. Uh, there's no reason to take the Texans right now, right? No reason. None. Because we, None. we expect to get word today that Stroud is out and this number is going to move. So if there's going to be a three and a half or four available, why would you take the three right now on Friday morning? That that doesn't make any sense to me. Um, 
yeah, Nico Collins, I, I don't know. He hasn't been practicing. So now Dell and him are probably out. Now, now Brown was limited yesterday. So maybe he plays Schultz. He's been practicing in full. So he's going to, he's going to return. That's going to be big for Davis Mills, but man, this offense was so bad. I know it was a totally different game, totally different matchup going up against the jets last week, but they couldn't get anything done. Now the Titans, they were getting pressure while having some key cogs uh, on their front out um, in the Miami game. So how are they going to respond in a short week after winning in Miami, then getting back on track? And they're going to be at home where they've played very well this season, and now they have it's a completely different role. They're probably going to be laying more than a field goal. I have a tough time uh, getting to the Titans in this spot, guys. I mean, Will Levis, baby. He's on a roll. Yeah. He had his first comeback win. Exactly. He's confident. Mm-hmm. He's got his arm tat. He's ready to go. Got those I, veins popping. Gonna... Yes. I've not seen bigger <laughs> veins oh. on, on a human in his spice up. I know. <laughs> <laughs> what I'm talking about. What are you talking about? Veins. <laughs> Big old veins. Try. Not varicose veins. <laughs> I knew, I knew. I had to, I had to go the extra mile because Aaron's giving me a look, and Paul's in the chat. Like you guys are Dude. in the gutter. Oh the my Christmas god! Season. What is happening? Yeah, right. <laughs> All Does right, he back not to though? Santa serving up some eggnog, Paul, in the studio. <laughs> like it looks like uh, when, when the defense is on the field, like he's going in there doing some bicep curls or something. Like they. Anyway, I agree. Show, he knows what that's doing. But there is no reason to back the Texans. I mean, I'm, I love this team, but I just don't. I don't want to bet props this week. I don't want to bet anything that has to do with this Texans team. Like it, yeah. Kind of, they're in a bad. They're in bad shape right now. Isn't it funny how like we football nerds always want to watch the All Twenty Two film so that we can see like how a defensive secondary basically took care of the offense like through secondary sacks and things like that that's basically how the titans beat Tua, right like it wasn't Mm -hmm. really the pass rush it's just that the dolphins love those quick throws and they just weren't there and it got Tua out of a rhythm like if he gets rid of the ball in less than two and a half seconds then yes you are in deep deep trouble titans were able to contain that and so put some respect on that defense name And then when it comes to the Texans, like I actually think how Davis Mills performed last year is really pertinent because if the Texans have lost all of these key receivers or they're not going to be 100%, then this looks like last year's offense, right? And Davis Mills was terrible. How can you back him in this spot? Uh, The last couple games that they played when Davis Mills was the quarterback, they were very low-scoring games. I think the under 37 is just fine here. Okay. Yeah, I I can see that. Simmons and Tart not practicing for the Titans this week uh, could mean something, but I'm going to be out this week. This is BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM. Coming up next, John Daigle with his favorite prop plays for week 15. That's right here on the BetQL Network. We'll be right back with BetQL Daily presented by BetMGM on the BetQL Network. 
Celebrate and save at Ashley's anniversary sale. With Hot Buys, your choice of colors starting at just $3.99. Ashley Sleep mattresses starting at $2.50. Plus, receive a free adjustable base with select mattress purchases. And shop top mattress brands like Stearns & Foster, Tempur-Pedic, Purple, and Beautyrest Black with 60-month special financing only at Ashley. Subject to credit approval. No minimum purchase required. Minimum monthly payment, down payment, tax, and delivery may be required. See store for details. Presented by T-Mobile, the official wireless partner of Odyssey Sports. With an awesome network and great savings, there's never been a better time to join T-Mobile. Visit your neighborhood store to make the switch today.